Welcome to the Study Guide USA podcast, hosted by Henry Hoffman. Learn how you can study in the U.S. as well. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode four of Study Guide USA, the podcast. My name is Henry Hoffman, and I'm your host. It's been a very thrilling time because I have received a ton of great feedback and a lot of questions from you guys out there listening to the podcast, especially after the past two episodes where we've had guests on, Brandon and Carl. And um, today I want to get into some of the questions that you sent me so that I can you know, provide you with a lot more insight on you know certain aspects that you asked about. Um, they reach from you know how it was like to even go to the states to what worries I had prior to my time there um, how I chose classes and and a bunch of other stuff so I want to get into that today and um, answer each and every question I received the first question I received was what was the hardest part of being an international student while applying to universities well, that's a that's quite a tough one, I gotta say, um, because I know it can be super overwhelming when when thinking about all of the tasks and aspects one must consider when when going to study in the states, especially as an international student. But as I mentioned in I think my intro episode, the goal of this podcast and also my books that you can get is to guide you through the process and and hopefully uh, make you enjoy it. Um, but you know the first thing that pops into mind about the hardest part of being an international student while applying is actually, you know, finding out what documents are required, how to apply for my visa or a visa for any international student, and um, the different tests that you have to do, because there are two tests that you you must do um, prior to studying there. One is a language test, so you can choose between a TOEFL test um, you can choose, you know, a Duolingo test or, um, yeah, I think those are the two. And then uh, you also have to do an SAT test, which every student in the States has to do, even Americans. It's basically a scholastic test, which, you know, um, tries to tell you how, how good your knowledge is in different sections, algebra, um, English, vocabulary, grammar, um, and, and writing, uh, so different skill sets that you, you need while studying in the States. And so I think the hardest part for me was just figuring out, um, you know, what is required, how to hand in these documents. Um, there are certain guidelines from the universities that you can find online and on their websites, and they do a tremendous job of, of aiding you in the process. Uh, you also have a person that you can speak to, a counselor, and they, they basically have international offices at pretty much any university that I know of. And they um, guide you through the entire process step-by-step. Step. So there's a ton of help. Um, you just you know need to go out there and seek it and, and ask for it. And then uh, you will receive it as well. So I think that was the hardest part. Um, and then secondly, I think um, in terms of applying, it might have been studying for these tests because I was in my last year of high school. Uh, I was studying for my my high school tests, my final diplomas, or I guess exams, you could say. And so it was super hard to balance studying for those tests, language tests, and then also the SAT. 
um, and you know my final exams in high school. So what I'd recommend you to do is actually start as soon as you can. Those tests are valid for usually around two years. So um, if you can, rather start early than later and um, make sure that you actually prepare super well for, for both tests, because especially the SAT test, because the SAT test can get you more scholarship money no matter how much scholarship money you receive anyways, or even if you receive none so far, the SAT is something is an indicator for you to receive scholarship money because, you know, it, it provides the university with information about your academic abilities and they're willing to pay for that. So the better you do on your SAT, um, the better of a scholarship you will, you will receive in the end, actually. The next question is a very good one because I have asked my guests uh, this this question before. What was the worst part and what was the best part about studying in the States? Um, I will start with the worst part. The worst part for me was probably um, being away from my family, I'd say, maybe, or friends. Um, but again, like, you know, that's that's very, I guess, a personal thing. Um, there, there wasn't really anything that I didn't enjoy while I was in the States. Um, the time there was tremendous. I'd do it all over again in a heartbeat. If I could, I'd go back for another five years at least. Um, it, it was a great time, but if I had to pick one, it would probably be the distance to, to family and friends, just because, you know, you can't really, um, fly home for the weekend or whatever and uh, you're you're you know sort of restricted in in the sense of time that you get to spend with your family during the year there are very long breaks it's different to a lot of countries and a lot of university systems as we have established in previous episodes but what's important to note is that during the summer you have a break of almost three months and during Christmas you have a month off as well so, I mean, Christmas, New Year's, you get to spend at home, which is uh, usually, you know, family time. And then in the summers, um, you have a ton of time at home, if you wish, um, that you can enjoy with, with your loved ones. So that's probably the worst part. The best part, uh, and I'm going to try to pick something that hasn't been mentioned by any one of my guests. Um, I know that Brandon mentioned, um, you know, friendships and, and the connections. Uh, Carl said something similar and then also mindset I remember that so I'm gonna go with uh, maturity I think you know especially for me and I know a lot of other students in the states no matter if international or not they have matured quite rapidly um, because it, first of all they had to and then also secondly the system sort of teaches you to be very you know, structured, very um, self-sufficient in a sense, very responsible. And so I think that, um, you know, maturity and and also um, being able to solve problems on your own and not being reliant on other people is something that stands out to me um, as one of the best parts about, about studying in the States, that's for sure. This next question is a, a very good one. Um, what surprised you in a positive way? Wow. Um, I think the thing that, that surprised me tremendously was how warm-hearted and welcoming people in the States were. 
Um, I knew that they were super open-minded, uh, super, super welcoming in the sense that they, um, you know, help everybody and, and stuff like that. But I didn't know to what extent that would happen. And I have to say that I met so many incredible people, no matter if, uh, you know, other students, people within the community, um, teachers, professors, tutors um it, it was tremendous like so many people help you out especially as an international student you have sort of a special status i guess you could say and people treat you uh tremendously you get you know invited to family barbecues you get invited to community events you get invited to different gatherings um with with uh, other students they introduce you to new people they ask if you want to come out and and meet new people go to parties go to you know certain sport events or or whatever it might be and so i think just the amount of of welcoming and and um you know help I received is something that surprised me because I imagined it to be very open but I didn't think it was like I didn't expect it to be that extreme in a sense this next question is a very academic one how did you pick your classes well in the states everything's sort of structured um, you have certain basic classes that you have to take within your first year and then sometimes even within your second year um, amongst those are algebra, English, uh, science class, and, and certain other subjects. But no matter what major you're going for, so either, if, it's, if it's biology or sports management or business or whatever else you might choose, you have to pick those classes in your first year um, and you have to pass them so that you can, you can continue studying. But um, after that, you basically have a certain path um, dependent on your on your major where you get to choose your classes so you have certain electives and you have a counselor that is helping you based on your career path or the goals that you have for yourself and also the career you want to take or pursue um, to, to figure out those classes so you always have a choice between different classes there are certain ones that are required no matter what um, there's no no debating but there are a lot of classes where you can choose based on your interest, based on, you know, where you want to go in, in your career and your professional field. And so there's a lot of freedom when it comes to that. And as I mentioned earlier, and in previous podcasts as well, you receive a ton of help. So make sure that you go to talk to your counselor several times a year and just figure out the best, best path for you um, so that you can reach your goals. Another one that sort of ties in with the previous question, um, it says, how were classes structured? So classes in the States are, I guess, a little bit different from what, you know, most of my friends here in Germany and also all over Europe have experienced. It's sort of like high school. You have a couple exams, so usually two or three exams um, during your semester within each class. And they basically break it up into midterms and finals. So that's part of your grade. Then secondly, you have, you know, different projects you do within groups or even personal projects. So that's a different part of your, of your grade. And then 
The third aspect is participation and also obviously your homework. So you do get a lot of homework. You have to structure yourself, but it helps you learn, right? It helps you prepare for your exams. It helps you study in a sense because you learn new material. You learn about different uh, methods, no matter what class it might be, but um, it, it helps you prepare for your exams that you will face. And so it's a great way for you to, to get accustomed to what is waiting for you in those exams. And so um, the only thing I can recommend is do your homework, make sure that you do it on time because you get evaluated based on that as well. Um, so don't miss deadlines. And the classes themselves were you know, structured as follows. So you have your lecture, uh, you usually have a certain topic that you discuss or that the professor is presenting. And then afterwards, you receive some homework based on the topic, based on the class, and you basically revisit all the information. You have certain tasks that you have to do, maybe a presentation or a paper that you have to write. And, um, you know, you have to connect different different things that you learn. Um, and then in the end, that all comes together in an exam. So that's basically how those classes were structured. Very straightforward, uh, super easy, because at the start of each semester, you get a so-called syllabus. And that syllabus is outlining everything within the class, what you need in terms of books, materials, websites you can use, um, the different chapters you're going through. Uh, different schedules, different timelines for the class, when you have your exams, what those exams are about. So you have a ton of information at the start of each semester and you can basically structure yourself and how you want to learn. And obviously that's up to each and every one of you to figure out how you learn best and, and how to prepare best for classes. And then the last question I received, very interesting one. Um, we'll see if I can even answer it. If you had to do the process all over again, especially when applying, what would you do differently? Um, obviously, I would buy the books. No, I'm kidding. But um, what one of the things I would do differently is probably seek more help from, from people who have been to the States. And I would actively seek them out through, I don't know, uh, social media, LinkedIn, Instagram, whatever I could find and ask what they did to, you know, get to where they are. Um, if they applied for scholarships, what their application process looked like, how much time it cost them to apply to universities, what they uh, needed to be aware of, what I should be aware of when applying. So I would act actively seek out information from other people that have gone through the process. And I think, I mean, nowadays, even though I went to the States in 2016, so not that long ago, but um, now there's way more information for, for international students that you can find online. Um, there's certain, certain information you can find on each university's website because they, as I mentioned, actively seek international students because it boosts their... Um, their rating online and then also amongst other universities if they have a lot of international students. And then on top of that, it's good for them because they get a lot of diversity and different classroom settings that other universities might not be able to provide. And so um, it helps them out a lot as well. So 
there's there's a ton of information out there um but the one thing i would definitely do is, is speak to people and just ask what tips they have what advice they have and then follow that advice now this episode was very different from the past two um no guests today just a, a couple of questions from you guys which i appreciate and it's super cool hearing from you what what interests you and and also you know what i might be able to pick up with with guests in the future so please send more questions um let me know what would interest you in future episodes with guests and then also myself and i'm happy to work that into the schedule and then, um, yeah, thanks again for, for all the support. And I'm still blown away by how many people listen. As I mentioned in previous episodes, there's people from all over the world, Malaysia, China, India, Netherlands, Austria, Sweden, Malta, uh, Canada, States. So it's, it's, it's just crazy to see. And I'm so, so thankful and, and grateful for all the support and um, all the listeners out there. And I hope uh, that I can, you know, help you on your way to the States. And I'm excited to um, talk to you guys again soon. This was the Study Guide USA podcast with Henry Hoffman. If you enjoyed this episode, please like and share so we can help many more students study in the US as well.